Cousin Jared, I think we have to tip our caps, literally, to Jake, mm-hmm. who uh, helped us sweep the board yesterday. Uh, all three yeah. of those were winners. Uh, we talked about the weather at Wrigley. Might make that a little bit of a wild game, and sure enough, that's what happened. That it would be a little bit different than Monday's game with the better pitchers. Uh, I don't know. It's a pretty good day. We split the props. Uh, so, you know, can't complain there. Uh, yep. Good things. Good things. Happen. Yeah, I was about to say no, no pressure on me to just go back to back with a perfect day. But if there has ever been a Cousin Jared day for baseball, mm. it is this year. Yes, you are going to truly shine as cousin totals. And to get a reminder for people, uh, especially with people like, why don't these guys ever disagree? Because I'm making a big list. Y'all pick the smallest. And so, you know, that's why. Because if you have something that's on the big list that you don't like, we don't, you don't pick it, right? Uh, you pick what you want to talk about uh, of the selection, you know, off the menu, we should say. And uh, this is definitely uh, cousin totals uh, menu if I have ever seen one. Um, it's really nothing else to say other than that. Yeah. I mean, we this week has just been your week, right? With that, and then and then us unveiling the total only show in college football. I mean, it's yeah. Kind of, yeah, you know, I've really gotten greedy in my older age. You know, it's like, hey, give me two shows each week, completely about totals, and sure, I'll do it. You know, yeah. It, it, how long ago was this? You know, not even a a, a dream of yours, and now you're getting demanding with the yeah. <laughs> with what we have to do. I know what has become of me. <laughs> uh, got some good all-day baseball here. We're going to cover one game at each time slot, which is a nice thing here. Starting us off early, 1 p.m. Eastern, the Twins and the Guardians here. Uh, as you can see on the screen, and we've discussed these last couple of days, taking the Twins, both of them easy winners. In slightly different regards, the Twins waited a little bit later on Tuesday for their offensive outburst. The Twins are the better team here. Uh, two decent starting pitchers again. Uh, in this one, I don't know why those numbers are up there because that's not correct, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the win probability is correct. I, I don't know why the relievers are correct. Uh, I don't really know why the starters are listed like that. Uh, but two good starters you get, decent starters again. Joe Ryan uh, for the Twins, 420 ERA. Underlying metrics suggest it should be a little bit better. A guy we loved to back last year. Had some arm fatigue issues this year. And of note, fly ball pitcher. Uh, and a warm day with the wind blowing out. So something to keep note of there. Gavin Williams gets a 99 grade, uh, whereas Joe Ryan is about a full standard deviation better than average. You got Gavin Williams right at league average. 346 year, but the underlying metrics suggest uh, he's been getting a little bit lucky. Both teams have decent enough relievers. Um, offensively, again, Twins are the better team. Uh, they should win, but right now it's priced pretty well. The model says it should be at minus 121, and you can get the Twins for minus 120. So it's not a bad investment if you want the Twins. This is not really a good one, uh, in my opinion, at minus 120. We're looking for a better price. Minus 105 gets it to an A grade. Minus 114 gets it to a B grade. And again, I'm looking for a higher threshold on this one because of the fact that Joe Ryan is pitching. As much as we've liked him, uh, I am concerned about his fly ball tendencies in a day with the wind blowing out to right center field at 10 miles an hour, mid-80s, a massive weather boost. And what we've talked about, in this series, and we've seen a lot of runs, and I've predicted a lot of runs in the series, that the weather, if it's warm and the wind's blowing out, you see what's a pitcher's ballpark can be completely nullified and these offenses can go crazy, especially with the Twins being so home run uh, reliant. Hitting all these home runs just sets up for them to hit a home run. That's why we're on the over 8.5 model says 9.4. Cousin Jared, why do you like this over? 
So you mentioned it a couple of times there about the weather. What is the the game time temperature supposed to be there in Minnesota uh, on? I'm going to go with Wednesday. C- Cleveland, uh, 80, Cleveland, 88 degrees. Sure. Yeah. 80, okay. 80, 80, 80 and and how how you know how are we projecting the wind to be? You know what? You know you can give you not four miles per hour. I, I cannot give you knots. Ten to fifty miles an hour out to right center field. Okay, so all of that adds up to a twenty-one percent park adjustment there that is uh quite large and usually reserved for something that you see at you know wrigley or or, or right, something yeah. like that really you don't see very many others with the weather adjustments kansas that, city that, or st louis or atlanta on a really hot day yeah that that's uh, about the length of the list so literally i come in here and i get all of my information which you can get if you are a dub club uh, subscriber and i see 21 percent weather adjustment like sign me up like almost yep. blindly, sign, sign me up. And of course, you got, like you said, two at solid average, above average pitchers. But when you've got a 21% weather adjustment, doesn't really matter. Yeah. And this is a situation where Kaufman, being a hitter friendly ballpark, you know, this type of weather would give you a crazy total. But, you know, we have a, a minus 10% adjustment for the park. So we start at normal, we drop at 10% because of the park, and then we go from there and up at 21% from that. So we're, we're way overcoming the negative uh, that we would incur because this is a pitcher friendly ballpark on average. Mid 80s, uh, you know, mid upper 80s for this game, it, it, everything temperature wise is based off the average baseball temperature at that park because that's where the park factor. factor you know, it's created is what's the, you know, on the totality of literally the, all the games. So when you talk about, uh, you know, Atlanta, Kansas City, St. Louis, when it gets warmer in those places or whatever, their average starting temperature is higher. You know, even D.C. Baltimore, the average starting temperature is higher. Yeah. Cleveland, Minnesota, Detroit, uh, a little bit Chicago, you know, some of these more northern of the Midwest teams, uh, their average starting temperatures a good five degrees lower. So 85, 86 on average here is more equivalent to low 90s in Kansas City with regards to mm. how much warmer it is than that park plays. And that's why we've, we've counteracted the mm. negative of the park factor there because a warm day wind blowing out, it's going to be real header from the over eight and a half to play. Projection of 9.5. Again, there are no locks in game, but it doesn't guarantee us to have a lot of runs. What it says is that this game is likely to have a lot of runs. On average, it's a lot of runs. We might observe one that doesn't, right? So this is where we always talk about Smart gambling, responsible bankroll management. But on average, this game is more likely to end up in the 11, 12, 13 ballpark. Uh, it's like those alternate totals might be something to dabble in here uh, than it is at five or six. Doesn't mean they can't, but this is not that situation on Monday in Wrigley where the weather was crazy, but you had a you know top three guy in Justin Seal on the mound. Neither one of these guys are top three in the Cy Young uh, going against Logan Webb, who's won a Cy Young himself, right? Neither one of these guys is that good. Joe Ryan, not sure if he's 100% at this point as he's trying to work his way back from some arm problems for the playoffs. Uh, and again, Gavin Williams, I don't think he's quite as good as that ERA. So uh, expecting more runs. We've already seen runs here this week in this series and expecting more of them. Afternoon game here more for you, more middle of the day for 10 p.m. Eastern. I guess early in the day, enough if you're out on the West Coast. Phillies and Padres. Starters on this one, I am just not a believer in Michael Walker and that he's going to be able to continue this. The results have been great. I think he's solid. I'm not saying he's bad, but that 285 ERA is just not sustainable with a 457 XFIP. His FIP is 387. His FIP is going to be a little bit lower than his XFIP. That's exactly what you'd expect for the fact that he's playing half of his games in San Diego. We've talked previously on the show about the difference between FIP and XFIP in home run 
rates at XFIP is calculated on what we expect on average versus FIP, which is what actually happens. He ain't going to give up a lot of home runs in San Diego. It's a pretty pitcher-friendly ballpark. We talk about that a lot. We're going to talk more about it here in just a minute. So his FIP being lower is expected, but even a 387 FIP is still a full run higher than his ERA. Good, not great. Zach Wheeler, on the hand, great. 362 ERA. And his underlying metrics suggest he's actually pitched better than that. Uh, you know, one of the top pitchers in baseball, not going to get a lot of love because his ERA is a little bit higher uh, this season, but uh, a really good pitcher. Really not much else to say about that. Phillies relievers, pretty solid. Padres relievers, we always talk about, you know, not a lot behind Hater. Cousin Jared, my question for you on this one, we like the under eight model says 7.2. We love our unders at Petco. We went under, we went double under on Tuesday. Won the first five under, pushed the game under with the eight. We went under eight, game landed on eight. It's the Padres got all eight runs. How, what are your thoughts on the under eight? Obviously, you can talk about whatever you're talking about the game, and then you can answer this question after that. So you don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to do this in any order. Under mm-hmm. eight versus the first five. We don't know what the first five is yet. Model projects 3.8. So like hypothetically, let's say it's four. How do you feel about the first five? Would you make the same bet? Would you put more on one or the other? Uh, this Padres bullpen just concerns me. I don't, I'm always just scared of them. And so I love these first five unders at Petco personally. Yeah, I, I personally would probably split my bet equally from the first five and and full game just because you got such a, uh, for the most part, I, I know Padres bullpen can cause some problems, but in general, Petco, just whatever it is now, I think it's still Petco. Uh, just I hope so. if it's not Petco, I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, just a good, good place to suppress runs. Uh, obviously, we know Zach Wheeler is really good, but Michael Waka, fighting Texas Aggie. Michael, Michael Waka, just <laughs> I thought a couple of years ago he was he was done, and somehow he just keeps chucking along and winning games. He's like a zombie. And having, yeah, and having a low ERA, and I mean his, his FIP has been four and a half or below each of the past three seasons. So he's just a perfectly average pitcher and a perfectly yeah. average pitcher playing games at Petco Park. It's yeah, exactly. pretty good. Pretty good. It's going to get you some decent um, results. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the opposite of an average pitcher in Coors, right? Well, and really, he's got whiplash because he had a 4.14 FIP last year, and that was in Boston. And so clearly, Mm. he was doing something good last year as well. Anyway, I just want us to, you know, take a moment and just remember Michael Waka just went off the rails for about two years and then got back on and doesn't get, I I don't think, gets the respect that he deserves. To your point, it's a lot of that is Peco Park. Um, But he's just been like amazingly just slightly above average the past few years. And I don't think he gets enough credit for that. So sure. Sign me up. Let's go half unit on the first five under whenever that line may, may come out. And then, you know, full game under eight I like that one a lot as well. I have to assume it's not going to be 3.5 simply because it'd be kind of weird for, it'd be kind of weird for them to set the full game total at eight, us project 7.2 and then us project 3.8 and then put it at three and a half. That'd be really weird. So I mean, it's not three and a half, four or four and a half. I fully endorse the under. I fully expect yep. to make that play in the morning when that line comes out. Uh, yep. Again, we've been, you know, kind of playing a little bit, splitting it, doubling up, however you want to do it with these. Uh, you know, we kind of had a run where we weren't playing a lot of the in, in, in San Diego. Now we're kind of getting back into it. So it's exciting yeah, right. uh, to, to do that because they're, they're usually pretty solid. Again, they were good to us here. Uh, on Tuesday nights. Uh, with regards to side, Phillies minus 115 right now would be a B grade. The threshold for that B grade is minus 122. You can see on screen minus 112 gets you to an A grade. Uh, Phillies would be a decent look. Backing Wheeler's never bad. Just looking for a slightly better price for the A grade. Uh, I think I'm kind of like you in this one. Uh, I like the Phillies. I think minus 115 is reasonable. I don't think it's crazy to play it. If you're looking for one play, the best play, the best play is the under on this, at least right now with the Phillies at minus 115. But if it does drop into that 
minus 110 or better, it'll be hard to pass in the Phillies. They handled yeah. Padres really well in game one. Padres look really good in game two. It's been kind of a, a battle of starting pitchers who's really shown up or whatever. I don't think any of that's relevant to this game. What's relevant to this game is Zach Wheeler's the better pitcher, and Watkins going to do decent because yeah. that park, but Wheeler should have himself a really good game. Yeah. But I think the best pick is this under because if one of these pitchers accidentally gets hit around a little bit, you expect the other one to come through for you and maybe get a shutout just like we had here on Tuesday night where the game was 8 nothing, And so we at least pushed, even though one team scored eight runs because the other one did their thing. And that's the benefit of taking these full game, uh, full game or first five unders is that you get both sides of it, both pitchers uh, mm-hmm. kind of fighting for you here. And so that's the idea there with this under eight uh, or the first half again, assuming it is four or four and a half. Yep. Astros and Rangers, uh, what was expected to be a battle for first place in the AOS, the Rangers fading quickly down to third place. Astros now for the first time all season in sole possession of first place. Because, Jared, I hate this Astros team. I mean, I just – I do not like them. Um, it's all it's all about perspective. I mean, if, if we would have said in 2013 that we hate this Astros team, we would have said we needed to be checked into a mental facility. Um, this so is it's true. All, it's all about perspective. This is true. This is true. Uh, it's just a frustrating team. Yeah. It, it, the decisions that Dusty Baker continues to make are frustrating as a fan. Uh, it, it's just, it's just, it's just not a. I don't know. I, I'm just not a huge fan of this team. I, I yeah. want Hunter Brown to be better, and he's just not. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, JP France was a fun story, and boy, the regression monster has come for him. Yeah, uh, Javier has just, you know. I, again, I, I think he'll be better next year. I just think just all those innings last year and the World Baseball Classic stuff didn't help. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, didn't help matters with that. You know, it, it, there's just a lot of holes in this team, and somehow they're sole possession of first place, partially because the Rangers are falling apart. The Rangers' bullpen is falling apart. You have a matchup of two past their prime aces in Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Mm-hmm. Still get pretty solid grades according to the model. 79, 77, you can see on screen. This Astros offense, though, uh, fully healthy and... Uh, Altuve hitting five home runs in a span of seven innings, which doesn't even seem mathematically possible uh, between the end of the game on Monday and the start of the game on Tuesday. This Astros offense is rocking and rolling. This Rangers bullpen has looked terrible. We've seen both of these pitchers can give up some runs. Verlander's been serviceable. He's given you some innings. I think last time we were in here, we talked about Verlander. You know, he, he ended up having a good start. He's had some good starts. He's had some good starts. He might have a good start here, but he's had some questionable ones too. Very up and down, you know. Mm-hmm. And this Rangers offense still can hit the ball. Um, model projects this to be up over nine. I'm not really sure why, with all the runs that have been scored as of late here in this series, this total is at eight and a half. Uh, but here we are going to go over eight and a half. This could be a tight game. It projects to be a tight game. Look at that. It's pretty dang close to 50-50. You get to 4-4. You got a winner here at over eight and a half. Because, Jared, what do you got? I, and I feel like Sideline is starting to make some progress on the rating for Verlander and Scherzer. Verlander is all the way up to a 79, which I still think it needs to be a little bit higher than that. Um, but it, it's it's – it's start. I probably started out the season in like the low to mid seventies. So I, it's. it's I, I think. I think the issue is 
last time we talked about him, he had a really good start. And like those like random starts are like keeping it lower because he occasionally yeah. has that really good start. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like Verlander is probably more like 83, something like that. 84, probably like a standard deviation above the mean for sure. So 81, 82 sounds about right. And I think that Scherzer is probably about in that same place. And so if you make that manual adjustment on those starting pitchers, you may get another, you know, tenth or two tenths of a run here on this projection. And boom, that's where you would say, obviously, um, we want to go above it eight and a half and then to your point i I don't know what the rangers bullpen is is gonna throw out there um of course that could be counteracted by dusty baker batting yanir diaz like in the eight hole um but we're not at all yeah yeah we're we're just picking nits at at this point uh anyway i I, this has been a really high scoring series i don't see that changing at least on the astro side i don't see that changing uh in, in this game i think the pitchers are a little bit overrated and the bullpens have already had a lot of work and probably can get more work tomorrow. Yeah. It sets up to be that classic. These two pitchers are really good, but a lot of times the two good pitchers turns out to be a higher score game. This isn't, uh, you know, Spencer Strider and, you know, Justin Steele on the mound, you know, it's not those that good. It's not those good pitchers. It's guys who used to be, you know, dominant, but now losing a step. Um, against these offenses. Um, It's almost like the opposite of what we talked about in San Diego. I'm not convinced necessarily that both will do bad, but like one of them's probably going to get hit around a lot. And then you're going to get in the bullpen for that team. And uh, it it can get questionable on both sides, depending on exactly who is you. So coin toss type game, loving the over. And that would take us to our pitcher prop of the day. We're going to go Justin Verlander under. Five and a half strikeouts. It's plus odds. I'd like the under six and a half as well with minus odds. Obviously, you hope it's not, you know, minus you know one seventy or something like that. But that extra strikeout there is worth laying a little bit of juice for. You can see hovers right around five or six a lot. I'll put up another graphic. Their outlier dot bet slash professor seven day free trial. Check them out. We have a lot of data. It's all like color code. A lot of it's color coded into green and red based off which one you picked, like green being good, red being bad. You can see on the screen. It's got a lot of stuff. It's a lot of fun to play around with if you're doing some of these player props, NFL props, college football props as well. Wanted to put that on screen. The You may have a hard time seeing it, but the median batter's face for him is 25, and he's pretty consistently hovering between 20 and 30. He doesn't have a lot of starts where he's going to only face 12 batters, get lit and get taken out, but he hasn't had a lot of starts where he's gone, you know, 35 batters and really worked it up. I mean, for the most part, he's got a, like, look at how many 24s and 26s there are, which is really tight. I mean, it's a very low standard deviation from there, um, especially once you get rid of the 20, 20, and 29 stretch he had relatively early on. He, he's going to give, he's going to give you some innings for sure, but his strikeouts are down. The high fastball has not been as good for him. And because his strikeouts are so down, he's under eight strikeouts per nine. And his median strikeouts per game is five. So you have a Rangers lineup. It's pretty average with regards to strikeout. They're not really too high or too low. They're kind of -of run-of-the-mill, ho-hum. And if this Rangers offense uh, gets going, Dusty's got a fresh bullpen. He might be a little bit antsy, pull Verlander, you know, after six. And if he goes six, given how many strikeouts he's had all year, pretty reasonable. He goes six innings, it's five strikeouts. So under 5.5 Ks here at plus 120. Offers some good value if you want to pair it with an under six and a half at minus odds. I think that makes a little bit of sense to hedging in case he lands right on six. Because uh, Joe, what are your thoughts? Yep, uh, I like it at plus one twenty. This is something probably like plus one ten, maybe even like even odds. I would still like this one. And if you got above even odds, wouldn't wouldn't be enticed by it. But yeah, definitely at this this numbers sign me up.
Yeah, I was going to say that plus odds here, even money, eh, yeah. Sure, yeah. I guess, maybe. But once you get to the minuses, you're really losing the value. But plus odds on something that seems about 50-50 yeah. to happen. That's why I said that, that six strikeout, you know, if I had to guess, I'd say, you know, you're talking an extra, you know, 15% or so likelihood. That's going to make it, you know, worth laying a little bit of juice. And you don't want to lay something like minus 170 or something like that. you pretty more even expected value. But if you got under six and a half, like minus 150, I think that makes sense too, because it's probably that hits is probably a lot greater than that 60% break-even threshold. So Verlander under strikeouts here uh, sets up to be a high scoring game. Uh, and again, Verlander, the last thing I want to say about this, Verlander, as he's progressed this year, and the reason he's hanging on to being a decent pitcher still is he's kind of changed up a little bit of the way he's pitched, realizing the high fastball isn't striking guys out as much. He battles. You can see those strikeouts go up and down, up and down, up and if he's got if he's got the stuff, sure he hits it. That's why we like the plus odds, right? If he's got the stuff, mm-hmm. he may strike out nine. But a lot of times, it's he just doesn't quite have it this year with that extra age, all the work from last year. He goes out there and he just battles. He competes. He adjusts what he has to do to try to get outs to try to get his team to win. And he's not going to die on this. I've got to get strikeout hose. You see a lot of low strikeout performances because he's like, hey, I don't have it, and I'm just going to try to go get guys out and he's working on how do I get ground balls? How do I get pop-ups? That sort of thing. Yep. He's adept. He's kind of crafty at this age. He's not yep. Greg Maddox crafty. You know, who's yep. Greg Maddox crafty, right? But yep. as he's gotten older, he's less, less just reliant on the strikeout this season. And so yep. that's the other benefit to this pick is knowing this is a big game against a division rival. You know, you're going to go out there and just try to get guys out. And if it happens to be a strikeout, great. But if not, he's not going to care. Uh, so there's a right. really good chance that if, if we're in that world, He's going to have a really hard time getting to six. So again, a lot of ways this hits. Plus odds, pretty appealing. An outlier thought bet slash professor. Seven day free trial. Check out all the goodies they have over there. Cousin Jared, that's a recap. Three totals. Uh, probably our first only totals baseball show of the season. So yeah, I mean, we, we're just setting records right and left because we just surpassed a million views on YouTube. So, so thank you, viewers, for all uh, tuning in for, I mean, two and a half years now. Um, yeah, and we're getting started with fo- college football and NFL and you know baseball playoffs coming up. So a busy time. So hopefully we hit the next million uh, faster than we hit the first million. Yeah, we've, we're have we well over 500 shows now, almost up to 600 shows. Uh, it's been mm. A lot of fun. So some of you have been here for just a little bit. Thank you for hopping on to me. Been here for a long time. So if you've been one of our loyal followers, uh, thank you so much for always uh, supporting us. Uh, we're always trying to give you good information. Uh, always trying to improve the output. As you can see, we constantly improving the display, all the information I provide, all the extra goodies to Dub Club. Always trying to make things better, uh, give you the best product possible. So uh, it's been a fun ride uh, to a million yep. views, uh, whatever whatever that means. I, I don't I don't know what it means really. <laughs> um, but that's all we've got then uh, for this episode of Picks of the Professor. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's right into your feed. Back again all week baseball content and football content, college football, NFL, all sorts of fun stuff. But until we see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.